The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Well, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. We're going to be talking law and order this morning. So if you have any questions dealing with, and I'll underline this, Murfreesboro Police, give us a call. We can't talk about the Sheriff's Department or Laverne or Smyrna or any of those other police departments because our guests this morning are from the Murfreesboro Police Department. Sergeant Amy Denton with us this morning. Amy, good morning to you. How good are you? Good morning, Bart. How are you? Good to have you here. Thank you. You brought your buddy with you, Larry Flowers. I over did. There. I good did. Morning. How are you, Larry? I'm well. Thanks for asking. Do both of you have a good Thanksgiving? Wonderful. Lots of, you're not hungry, are you? <laughs> I'm not hungry. I shouldn't get hungry for a month after all that food. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, overeating was done by all, I think. By most, I believe. Yeah. Well, it's good to have you with us today. We are officially i guess is about as official as we can get in the christmas season now we we are definitely headed that way yes (laughs) have you noticed anything happening with the change in season have any crimes uh been more noticeable or it i don't know whether things ever are seasonal or not but uh seems like i hear Uh, A a lot of uh, vehicles going, uh, emergency vehicles going to traffic accidents. Are people more in a rush these days and not watching what's happening around them? You know, I I think the traffic volume in Murfreesboro is no secret. Um, And we are blessed here with a lot of shopping destinations for surrounding surrounding counties. Mm -hmm. Um, So, um, you know around those shopping areas obviously the traffic is heavier um probably from now till mid-january um i know a couple weeks ago on a saturday i was out in town um probably started around 9 30 and by 12 30 i said you know i'm done let's just go home they can have it Not <laughs> <laughs> all the fun you could uh, yeah it was about it that was it <laughs> so when people go shopping uh, are there any suggestions you have to make that trip safer for them to keep their packages safe and everything, keep them safe? Right. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's the same year after year. Um, the first thing I encourage people is don't take things with you initially that you don't actually need. You know, um, if you don't need a big purse and you don't need everything in your purse, just leave it at home. Take with you what you'll actually need. And if you can put it in a pocket, then you don't have a purse to worry about. Um, you know, if you don't have it with you, you don't get it lost or stolen or, or anything else. Um, plus, if you carry your credit debit cards and cash in your ID in your pocket, it's pretty hard for somebody to pick that up out of a buggy and walk away with it. Yeah. So I think a lot of people forget about uh, protecting their personal goods especially women with purses right and you notice it in stores especially in grocery stores they will wander up and down the aisles getting stuff off the shelves Mm -hmm. and there's the purse just sitting there Mm -hmm. um a lot of us and i'll include myself in it it's easy to just set your purse in the little seat where a child would sit Mm -hmm. um, because you're looking for your 
your shopping list or your coupons or your phone um so it's easy to just set it right there in the top which also makes it very easy for somebody to grab and walk off with and i've told ladies for a long time use those little seat belt straps on that that seat run that through the handles of your purse and connect it so if somebody grabs your purse and tries to walk off then they in effect try to walk off with the whole buggy um, and when that calls attention to them most time they'll just let go and and they'll get gone so you know just clicking that little buckle could actually save your purse so that's a great idea and do anything you can to make it more difficult yes make it more difficult that's the whole thing most um purse thieves and 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 things like that are opportunists if they see an opportunity they'll try it and i guess that word more difficult works with uh, protecting your home absolutely uh, don't leave lights off um, right people don't like to go into well-lit places right and you know i don't like to come home to a dark house and this time of year it's dark when most people get off work 4 30 um, yeah <laughs> so um timers are fairly cheap these days um so you can put a couple lamps on a timer and that way you have some lamps come on and you can see as you're going in so you're not walking into a dark home um, and from the outside looking in nobody's real sure if someone turned the lamp on or if a timer turned it on mm-hmm. and led lights are so inexpensive oh, to are. operate they too. are they're, they're pretty cheap what about these uh, doorbells that have the cameras does that protect the home you know we've got so much footage over the past couple of years um, not just us but nationwide you see so much footage of porch pirates Mm -hmm. that i don't know if they are a deterrent anymore but it sure helps us identify them after the fact um so you know it it, those don't hurt um you know you you can set them for motion activation or whatever um so yeah cameras cameras always help if they don't deter them then we see who did it and when it happened maybe what they were driving all that kind of stuff and larry flowers is with us this morning and larry gets a whole lot of pictures videos (laughs) things of that sort uh it's it's amazing i I think people forget that there are cameras not only in the stores but on the homes as well you're exactly right uh our detectives they constantly send you know video and photos uh you know wanting to put out on social media to see if people can identify the person who may have been involved in a crime or you know maybe identified as a person of interest in a crime and so uh yeah they seem to either they forget or they don't care you know they continue to go and um for example you know last week there was a porch pirate video that we put out uh where this um uh female um detectives are trying to identify her she's a person of interest you know she was dressed in a uh, orange work vest, um, went up to a home. Uh, she has an ID badge, everything on her. And like uh, Sergeant Ditton said, I'm assuming a crime of opportunity. She sees the package and she picks up that package. And um, there have been a lot of comments on Facebook with um, people saying that the same young lady came to her, came to their home asking for donations for some organization so um you know again i think that's what uh, sergeant didn't mean meant about crimes of opportunity she may have been there for some other reason sees a package and takes it 
And so that's why uh, detectives are trying to identify her. So, you know, but as residents, we can take precautions ourselves, you know, you know, have that package delivered to a neighbor who may be home, mm -hmm. you know, there, uh, have it delivered to your job, you know, just different places where you don't necessarily have to be, it doesn't have to be sitting on your porch for everybody to see. And, um, you know, I often joke every time I get home, there's a package on the porch and I didn't order it. So <laughs> you, you can did. just imagine. Uh, Hopefully you don't have to pay for it. Either. I know. Well, well, I don't know. But my wife just, I think every single day I get home, there's one on, on the porch. So, you know, I have to tell her, hey, send it over to the neighbor who across the street who's home all day. <laughs> Let's take a phone call here. Good morning. You're on WGNS. How are you today? Doing, doing good. I, I, I have a question. Okay. About property damage, about property sale. Okay. About six months ago, somebody busted the windows out of my garage, went into my garage, took bolt cutters and cut the locks off of my garage door, stole a full-size pool table, a generator, a five-gallon can of gas, and a two-wheel tow dolly. That's Nobody right. saw a thing. I called in and got a police report. I hadn't heard a single thing about. To me, that's like stealing the Eiffel Tower and nobody knows where to look, okay? A full-size pool table. Now, you know it took more than one person to move that, all right? Now, what I want to know is how much effort does the police department with property theft actually put into looking for the bad guy that would do something like that instead of telling me the property owner well you can come down and get a police report and turn it into your insurance company and then i called to follow up on it and i thought well you know we're checking the pawn shop records every day and that's all i ever hear now i realize that y'all don't have a crystal ball i mean you can't just say oh we know who took it right now but you know my thinking would be that y'all are so good in other areas. You know, how come thefts of, of personal property seems to just not even make it to the top of the stove, much less the back burner? Let, let, I'll, let just, ask I'll, you, I'll just hang up and listen. Well, you don't, know? I mean, don't, I don't, don't hang up, but let me ask you a question. Uh, do, okay. you, do you live in a pretty uh, populated community? Joe B. Jackson, how populated can that be? I don't know. You have a lot of neighbors, I guess, is what I'm wondering. A lot of neighbors. Okay. Walmart across the street with all their cameras. Okay, okay. So and nobody sees a thing. Now, have you thought about... I personally about don't think it was investigated. I think, this is what I think, being just a regular citizen. If, if you know, y'all got a, a, your plate full all the time. One police officer told me, she said, well, you don't really have anything to worry about. You're going to get all your money back from your insurance company. Well, what about the bad guy, you know? And, of course, you all know that the insurance companies, you know, they're going to beat us like a drum. They're not going to pay, you know, $3,000 for a pool table that they think is now only worth about 800 So, you know, you end, and then you, when you file a claim, you know, they put a black mark across your name whether or not they pay it or not because you filed a claim against them. And I know that from personal experience. Uh, my insurance agent called me a few years ago just as personal courtesy, and he said, I just want to tell you a new policy that the company's uh, 
come out of home office. If you have three claims within a two-year period, you can be subject to termination. And I said, what about storm claims? Acts of God. He said, don't make any difference. So They're going to look at it like a claim. Now, that's the insurance company, okay? So now we have to really worry about, you know, we're paying insurance every month, and we have to worry about actually filing a claim on something that we're paying insurance to be protected against. Uh, and I turned in a claim about three or four years ago, and the lady from the insurance company said, how come you're waiting so late to turn this claim in? I said, I was giving the police department time to try to find my stuff. Hmm. And she said, I never heard of such a thing. So I guess everybody else files a claim the next day. They just won't. Mm-hmm. But I was... Yeah. Well, but, well, but have I you ever thought really, about starting a neighborhood watch in your community? Where the neighbors well, I mean, are aware? And, I, I think that's already been started. And, you know, they've didn't got work a, too I, I don't participate in it much, but they got a Facebook page for the neighborhood and all that. You know, but, you know, I'm the citizen. Right. I'm not a police officer. I'm not a detective. I wouldn't have a clue as to where to look. Okay? But it's all of us together. Yeah. Too. And, and, sir, I would like to say, I know you said that you don't think, um, you know, your case is being investigated, but there is a lot of things that our detectives do behind the scenes that even we don't see at the police department. They're out here, you know, trying to solve any crime that they get assigned to. Um, just uh, curious, I, I know sometimes a Joby Jackson, they're, you know, city, county, county intertwined. Uh, you are in the city limit for one, right? right? Right. The first house. Right now, what we're doing, we're in the process of moving that house. When that stuff was stolen, you know, the stuff was in the house. The electricity was on and all of that. Uh-huh. So, but they've sold that property to a development. And so I am moving the house itself. Okay. But I'm the first house off of 231 on Joe B. Jackson. Okay, okay. How, close, how much closer can you get? No, no, I was just uh, trying to figure out, and then, if you, if you don't mind, do you have your uh, your incident card with, you know, what officer, and we'll try to follow up with that detective to uh, to reach out to you to give you an update on that case as well? You know, uh, I don't have that with me, but I'm personal friends with the detective. Okay, great, and, great. Uh, and, and he's a good guy, okay? Okay, sure. But but anyway, the point is, I'm I'm not addressing this to him. I'm addressing this to the entire, whoever takes care of the, the property thefts, with the police department. Because I know I am not the only one that feels like that we get stuff stolen and it falls on deaf ears because you know we've probably got insurance to cover it. Right, and, but, and we do have right a unit. We, it, we do have a unit where we assign those to certain detectives. So uh, that's what I'm saying. It, it's Believe me, they're working behind the scenes, even when we think they're not, you know, trying to solve these crimes. And uh, so uh, we'll definitely follow up uh, with uh, with our detective units on, on your case. Well, you know, like I said, I, I know that, that, that y'all do a good job in every other area, but it just seems like to me that people getting their property stolen is, is so low on the telephone, uh, the totem pole. That, uh, uh, that, and we know it don't stack up with shootings and rapes and stuff like that. But you know, if if we've got a department that's supposed to be doing that as their job, you know, uh, surely they'd have time to call the guy like me and say, "Listen, we've been working on it, but we don't even have a clue." One of them even asked me now, not on this one, uh, but one of them said, "Well, if you hear anything, let us know, and we'll look into it." 
if if I hear anything, if I heard anything, I might be prone to go get my stuff. You know what I mean? But uh, uh, but it, it's just a little it's just a little frustrating because you know we can't even file insurance against it because we're afraid we're going to get canceled these days. How long ago did this happen, by the way? Six months ago. Six in months. June. Okay. In June. June. Okay. And the only word I've heard of it on it is I ran into the detective at a, a clinic one day and uh, asked him if he'd found my pool table yet. And he said, no, he said, but we're checking the pawn shop records every day. You know, that, I could do, that well, is I one thing that they do. They they monitor social media sales sites. Um, they, uh, they do a lot more than they tell you about, honestly, because I don't think they want us to know exactly what they do. But uh, Larry and I will... We'll make contact with our investigations division when we get back to the office this morning and um, try to find out what's going on with it and have somebody give you a call with some, some follow-up. Sorry that happened well, you, to you. Well, well let me tell you, you're, sure. I'm going to tell you this is, what, this is what I think I'm missing in, in today's society, especially at my age. The, uh, several, several, several years ago, you know, uh, somebody, a young boy, you know, broke into our house and stole my 3030 rifle. I called the police department. I told them what happened. And the officer said, you know, I probably know who got that. <laughs> and you know what, three days later, he brought my rifle back to me. So he already had in his mind who would be prone to break into a person's house and only steal the gun. Times are different. Times are they very are. different. And, 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 he, and, and he, in three days, he called me and he said, uh, Mr. Douglas, he said, I've, I've got your gun. I figured I know who took it anyway. So what he did is he went, I'm going to call him a customer. He went to one of his customers, criminal customers, <laughs> and, and to just figured that he was the guy that would break into somebody's house and steal a rifle, and sure enough, he did. And I keep thinking, surely anybody on the police department would know what kind of a bad guy would be prone to steal a pool table. If we I had mean, a if we had a smaller set of potential thieves, we could do that. But sadly, the uh, quote unquote bad guy population has grown with the rest of our population. You got a lot to choose from, don't you? Yeah, so. a few more than well, we used anyway, to. Y'all are doing a good job, in, in my in my opinion, in every area, the the best that could probably be done. But it just seems like to me, when a person gets something stolen. If they've got insurance, you know, it's kind of like come down and get your police report and, and file it on your insurance. And, and that ought to be something we should be able to do since we have to pay premiums all the time. But I bet on your own personal insurance, y'all have the same thing. You go in there and you file two or three claims that you think you're justified in filing. You know, they're going to look at you like you're a, a, a big risk and, and they can cancel you. I mean... Uh, but anyway, so we're nowadays, we're just having to look at, I tell you what, unless your house burns down or gets blown away, you're almost afraid to file a claim against anything. <laughs> right. You know, but now, anyway. Well, we do thank uh, you for sharing that, and hopefully you'll get some good news on well, that Well, you know, uh, just, uh, uh, I'm, I'm glad y'all were on this morning because I've been wanting to ask that for a long time, but I just didn't want to. 
you know, I didn't want to act like I didn't have any confidence in, in the detective that I happen to be a personal friend with, and I'm just wondering why. I'd rather ask you as ask him, all right? <laughs> well, we'll ask know. him for you. How about that? Uh, and he is a good guy, okay? But uh, And I know y'all got your hands full, but thank y'all for taking my call, okay? Thank you. You, you have a good day. All right, bye. Thank you. 615-893-1450. We've got some more calls. We'll take those in just a moment. We're going to check on the traffic and weather. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you have something to buy, sell, or trade, call me. Weekday mornings at 7.50 for Swap and Shop. WGNS, AM, FM, and online. Here's Tom Sweat with AmeriCare Services Incorporated. AmeriCare's moisture control services include mold testing, mold remediation, crawl space repair, vapor barrier, sump pump installation, radon testing, radon mitigation, and basement waterproofing. If there's something wrong in your crawl space or basement, we can probably help. Just ask for a free inspection. 893-7111. AmeriCare Services Incorporated. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Family Restaurants. In December, Demas's will be here for 32 years. My parents started this restaurant. They wanted a place that was affordable, that people can come and be able to celebrate their special occasions or be with their family. And we have strived to keep things the same as what they have created it. We encourage you to come and try Demas's Restaurant at 1115 Northwest Broad Street at Demas's Restaurants. In this season of giving, don't forget to give to your pet. Here at Animal City, we would love to help you with your pet needs. Your small animals might prefer a larger living space, your reptiles might like some new decor, and your other pets might like some new toys to keep them entertained. Right now, all of our Animal City departments are overflowing with new and exciting toys. Dog toys, bird toys, cat toys, we have them all. This is Amanda from Animal City. Come do business with Animal City at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Becky Bookner, and I'm just so proud to talk about the veterans in our community and what an incredible gift they've given all of us, and that's our freedom and the right to live in this country, and we're so grateful to them for the sacrifices they've made. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. We're talking with retired U.S. Army Master Sergeant Patrick Garland. I spent 17 years in the military police corps. I wound up in forensic sciences. He's learned from the who's who in forensic science. I worked with Dr. Pierre Fink, and he was one of the pathologists who assisted in the autopsy of President Kennedy. I worked with the Armed Forces Institute of Pathology. I studied gunshot wounds, and I was asked to examine the ball that was removed from President Lincoln's head and identify it as being the proper one. I had to go to Ford Theater and look through all the medical reports. Another case was much closer to home. A grave had been tampered with in Franklin, and part of a body was found, and it was sent to Dr. Bass in Knoxville. His assumption at the beginning of the investigation was that this was a fresh body, and it turned out he was killed in the Battle of Franklin back in the Civil War and he had been embalmed with arsenic at the time, and that was a good preservative. Dr. Bass said that he made a mistake by about 100 years on it. A different veteran story 
from retired U.S. Army Master Sergeant Patrick Garland. If you know a veteran you'd like to highlight, let WGNS know and we'll honor them in our daily salute to veterans. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Hey, welcome back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. Congratulations to our good neighbor, Frankie Johnson. Frankie Johnson is always helping others. And Frankie's going to receive flowers from Jenny Harrison and the family at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. By the way, let us know about your good neighbor so we can salute them just like somebody saluted Frankie Johnson. Our birthday winner who gets the delicious homemade banana pudding from Slick Pig Barbecue, Greg Cannon. Greg Cannon is our birthday winner today. Well, let's go to the phones again. We're talking law and order here in Murfreesboro. From the Murfreesboro Police Department, Sergeant Amy Denton is with us and Public Information Officer Larry Flowers. Good morning, you're on WGNS. How are you today? Hello. Me? It's you. Hey, Amy. Hey, Larry Flowers. This is Angela. Talk about the RAD program. <laughs> Talk about the RAD kids. You know, I love that for my kids at Patterson. Are you getting ready to do that again? Well, RAD women will come back to being after the first of the year. Um, Good. COVID crept into that program a little bit in the fall, so we postponed a few things just to try to keep everybody safe. Um, and our SROs, I think, are developing a little different um, version of self-defense for the kids this coming summer. Ooh, at each school? That would be perfect. I don't know that they're doing it at the schools. I think no. they're going to still do it at summer camps. Um, okay, but, okay. Um, That's wonderful. I know the kids, they need it. They need it. What Do you have sorority girls come and take that my niece is at the university of alabama and her sorority is learning self-defense they're taking a self-defense course you know we've had ladies from uh, we have them start about 14 they can come into the class with a an adult family member mom aunt grandma whatever mm -hmm. um so we've had them from 14 we took the program to saint Clair a few years ago yep. and actually had some ladies in their early 80s come through the program so we literally have had from 14 to like 84 come through uh the rad program and the cool thing about it is you know you do what you can physically do um we don't require everybody to do all the the techniques and all of the kicks and punches if you've got a bad shoulder and punching something is not what you would feel comfortable doing then you don't have to do that um but we we have seen that ladies learn while watching each other and being part of the class so if a situation ever did arise that's still in their memory bank and they may they may be willing to punch somebody one good time but not punch a bag several times <laughs> so it's adaptable to people that might be pudgy like me or you know that's had, had a, a joint injury or or anything or if you're a cane walker cane's sure good. canes are our friends 
All right, that's my favorite program that the police department does. So I just want to always make sure that everybody knows that's there. Well, thank you. Thanks, so, Angela. Right. You have a thank great day. You. Thank you for thank calling. Thank you, too. Bye-bye, Amy. Bye-bye. 615-893-1450. We have another call. But before we take this, uh, with the increase in population, are you getting enough police officers? I know you trained them yourselves, so that gives you an edge over some other departments. But uh, do you have enough applicants? First of all, you know, do want to say that the mayor and the city council, they support the police department and they make sure that we have uh, what we need, all the resources and enough officers to make sure, you know, we're out here protecting and serving our residents. Um, currently, we have 264 officers, um, certified officers. Uh, we're budgeted for 305. So currently, we have a recruit class at the Tennessee Law Enforcement Training Academy, or Toledo. So I know you had mentioned we train our own. What we do is we do a, uh, an FTO program prior to them going to the academy. They go to the academy, graduate, and then they have an additional training in-house. So we have 17 uh, officers currently at Toledo, and we've hired 20 additional officers um, that will start the FTO program actually this month. I guess it is December now, Bart. Mm -hmm. so, it is. Today's the first. Right. So that will put us at about 301 officers, uh, just four shy of those budgeted officers. So um, that's a good thing about it. Uh, we have uh, the resources on the streets to try to, you know, combat some of the uh, criminal activities that we see, you know, in our city. So again, you know, thanks to the mayor and the city council for you know, always realizing that, you know, that public safety is a priority in our city. So how many are in class right now? So you'll be within... There are 17 currently in class at the Tennessee uh, Law Enforcement Training Academy. And uh, we've hired 20 additional officers that will start our uh, field training uh, program this month. The 17 counts in that 264, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. So okay. we'll be at like 284 here in a couple of weeks. And a little bird told me that the police trainee position, the application process for that will open again right after Christmas. Um, and the people that apply then will be looking at a May start date. Um, so if anybody out there wants to apply and wants to join us, go ahead and apply. Because even though we get close to, to uh, filling all of our slots, in a six-month period, inevitably, we'll have some retirements. Um, some people's um, spouse or significant other will get a job transfer, and they'll end up having to move somewhere. So um, if you want to join us, apply. Let's take another call. You're on WGNS with Sergeant Amy Ditton and Public Information Officer Larry Flowers. Good morning. Good, good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? Doing great. I wanted to really put you guys on the spot, and 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 young lady, I didn't mean to just speak for the guys. But it's okay. I, when we were, when they had uh, Franklin Heights was still uh, a community, we did a lot of ministry over there, and we ended up uh, meeting young lady, and and she had several kids already, and she asked us to adopt a baby that was unexpected, and one of the things that we felt like in that ministry wanted to do was is to help break the cycle. And I think you've heard that many times. And what I wanted to ask you guys, we didn't just want to adopt. We wanted to work with the other siblings. So we tried 
And a lot of times, and I, and I, it's just terrible because I felt terrible about it, and I did all I could do to explain to the younger siblings, the police are not your enemy. They are your friends, but many times all they know is the blue <coughs> uniform ends up at the doorstop step and is a problem. So, and, and the, the other caller might have touched on it when she talked about Rad and Patterson Park, but do y'all really try to pinpoint in on kind of breaking that cycle for the young kids and saying, hey, I mean, how do you how do you go about just trying to get, it's just getting to them early enough to say, hey, we, we aren't your enemy. You can come to us for help. And, and you can see I'm, I get really emotional because <clears throat> some of those kids, that's their problem. They don't go to the right place to get help. And then you end up seeing them later in life and Judge Scott sees them later in life. But do you have programs now that, that just really pinpoint and kind of breaking that cycle? And I'll, I'll listen to it off air and see what you guys got to say. And thanks for all you do. Thank you. You know, um, 20 years ago, and I hate to say it was 20 years ago, but I worked at Franklin Heights, so I was probably one of those officers over there um, when you were over there. Um, you know, I think the the biggest part of bridging that gap with our kids falls on our SRO's shoulders. Um, they are in the schools with them from kindergarten through sixth grade, um, and they do an amazing job. Um, the kids get to know them as their officer and their friend. And um, last year with all the um, nationwide um, division that was going on, um, the SROs, the bridge that they had built with some of those kids um, was amazing. Um, one told me a story of being at a ball field on a Saturday. Um, his child was playing ball, so he had on the his son's ball team t-shirt, not in uniform, anything, and a child came up to give him a hug. And the mother stopped the child and told him that we don't hug the police. And the child looked at the mother questioningly and um, the officer was talking about it the next Monday. He said, that broke my heart. I said, well, you just, you keep doing what you've been doing because he knows you and he knows that you're a good person and that you've been there for him. He'll make up his own mind as he gets older. So the SROs are really there. They're really the, uh, the influence on those kids as much as they can be. You know, um, we're all influenced by our homes. So the activities and the, the actions of those in our homes are gonna influence us too. Um, and then the, the SROs also do the summer camps. Um, we have officers in the park system, so at Sportscom and at Patterson Park and out on the Greenway. Um, our COPS unit is out in certain neighborhoods working um, with the families, just like they used to be at Franklin Heights and Highland Heights. Now they're more just out in some of the areas that um, there's a lot of kids that just kind of free will out on the road sometimes um, but they're out they play basketball they do foot chases impromptu foot chases um, that's where a lot of snowball fights break out between officers and kids or, not, or with they usually the officers are on both teams and the kids are on both teams and we end up Larry ends up getting video from a neighbor <laughs> when that happens but um you know the the main thing we do is just try to be steady be there um, and uh, let the kids see for themselves one thing that you're doing this time of the year which is very powerful the shop with a cop program yeah, yeah that's that's another thing that we do um put out a call to uh the guidance counselors in the city schools you know how many how many kids can we can take care of this year and um 
we used to do one big event. We'd all meet, police officers, parents, and, and the kids would all meet um, at Walmart early on a Saturday morning and, and shop. Well, 2020 being what it was, we changed. Um, so last year, um, we uh, had the guidance counselors contact the families and get information about the kids, like their clothing sizes and their favorite colors and all that, and a needs and a want list. Um, and then the officers went and did the shopping, and we did home deliveries. Um, and that, it was really cool. It really went over well. The uh, the kids got to hang out with the officer and visit, and they got the one-on-one visit and contact without the the uh, overwhelming feeling of, I got to shop real quick. Um, so Larry and I witnessed um, tea parties in living rooms and football throwing in the front yard and and the kids get to come out and check out the patrol car and all that kind of stuff so we're doing it that way again this year Um, we will be delivering to i think it's 31 households um, the week leading up to christmas so that's really reaching out yeah we we hope so we hope that uh you know we're we're able to have a positive influence help the parents so it not only influences the kids but it lets the parents know that we're there to help them too now with people wanting to help especially at this time of the year Mm -hmm. their hearts are bigger they open up their purses is it too late to help with your shop with a cop it's not too late um if you give money right now it will go in next year's pot basically Mm -hmm. because we're already in the process of purchasing the the gift cards that the officers take to go shopping with but that budget doesn't go away so if you gave now your money will still be sitting there for next year Um, and how much we spend per child depends on how much we have in the account we take the majority of that money and divide it by how many kids we're shopping for and and that's what they get does the number of children that you're working with does that increase dramatically as time goes on or do you notice a difference it has increased with the extra city schools being built Um, if we got more money we would ask for more families per school so um, you know we used to have about 24 kids now it's grown to 31 families and some of those families some have one child some have up to three children so yeah it's growing reason I ask that is in previous years we've talked with the people about homelessness and things mm-hmm. of that sort mm-hmm. and it seems like the the students come up with ways to not appear homeless mm-hmm. uh, that they're moving from home to home they'll spend the night with a friend in one home the next night they'll spend a f- night with a friend in another home mm-hmm. do the parents notice this or do they just think that's a friend coming over you know, I think it'd probably be how often that child showed up to spend the night. Um, you know, a lot of kids spend the night with each other. Um, that's just a probably a rite of passage for most kids. But I think if the same child showed up over and over and over, um, most parents would notice it. But I think a lot of parents have big enough hearts that they don't want to put the child on the spot. And if they can provide them comfort and safety and food for a night... So that's probably um, the best thing, just possibly, keep quiet and do possibly. it. Possibly. You know, I'll make make contact with that child's parents, you know, always, um, if you possibly can, and make sure who you're letting in your home. Um, but then, you know, as you talk to the parents, 
you'll you'll probably figure out what's going on. So you don't want to create a problem where the child is taken away from the parents and and then put in some home far away. Right. Um, and you, the schools and and the system that's in place does a pretty good job of keeping up with who is um, who is sheltered and who is not. Um, they actually get all that demographic information and, and the questionnaires now don't just say what's your address they ask are you living with other family members are you living in a hotel I mean if you're at some of the hotels in the morning I think a lot of people would be surprised at how many bus stops mm-hmm. are actually at hotels um, and inevitably last year and this year um, we have children on the shop of the cop list and we've made deliveries to the family's hotel room um, so, um, and if they're sleeping in a car, or sleeping in a tent, something like that, there are resources, and I would encourage anybody that's in that situation with children to um, don't be scared. Reach out for the resources um, and try to try to get your children in a better situation. Our phone number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. You can talk or text on that number. We're going to pause, check all the traffic and weather, and we'll be right back to continue the conversation. We're looking at law and order, especially during this Christmas season. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Murfreesboro Police Officer Sergeant Amy Denton and Public Information Officer Larry Flowers are with us. 615-893-1450. From the tallest tower in the city limits of Murfreesboro, to every radio in the land. WGNS AM FM is everywhere you need us to be. Schedule online anytime. Getting an appointment with Ascension Care teams at St. Thomas just got easier with online scheduling. Now you don't have to break away from your day to book the care you need when and where you need it. No matter where you are or what you're up to, whether you're a new patient or if you've been here before, just pick the appointment that works for you. Schedule online anytime at GetSTHealthCare.com. Hi, this is Jenny at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. Give your family and friends something else to feast their eyes upon when they sit at your dinner table. Ryan Flowers would love to create a beautiful centerpiece for your table. Flowers from Ryan's Flowers Coffee and Gifts makes any occasion more special. Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. 117 South Academy, just a couple blocks off the square. Plus, we offer delivery to all Rutherford County and as well as surrounding counties. Good morning. It's heavy, but it's moving right now on 24 and through the Hickory Hollow area. THP's on the scene of a wreck in Coffee County. It's westbound 24 in the 120 mile marker. That's slowing down some of that traffic flow coming in from Montego Mountain. Hey, Ripley's Aquarium, Sleep with the Sharks, Family Edition. December 26th, log on to Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck, your on time traffic. Partial sunshine develops here this afternoon, high in the mid-60s. Southwest winds are on 5 to 15 miles per hour at times, gusting as high as 20. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 41. Look up in the sky. There it is. The tallest tower in Murfreesboro. This is WGNS FM, AM, and worldwide at WGNSRadio.com. Old friends, new name, better together as First National Bank of Murfreesboro 
transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Two powerful FM signals, one AM signal, and worldwide on WGNSRadio.com. You can listen to us anywhere. We are WGNS Murfreesboro. Welcome back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're talking law and order in the city of Murfreesboro this morning. Visiting with us from the Murfreesboro Police Department, Sergeant Amy Denton and Public Information Officer Larry Flowers. Only a few minutes left in the broadcast, so if you have any questions, give us a call. And uh, one of the things we've been talking about, the importance of surveillance cameras and that is a big deal these days. The city of Murfreesboro with the police department, you use surveillance cameras yourself. Are all of those pretty clear? How do you know what the picture is going to be until it's too late and you got a bunch of blurry pictures? <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in, in the case of our surveillance cameras, they're on a trailer. They, you know, you can raise them in the air to get an overall view of whatever... Um, um, area that we're putting them in. We have four right now at retail establishments across the city. Uh, sort of an extra set of eyes for police, you know. Uh, you can monitor them from any smart device, any computer. So, you know, we have uh, officers and one of our captains that can actually pull them up and they're clear as a bell. Uh, the video is real clear. So if there's a crime in process, progress, I meant uh, you can actually see them. And I like to uh, repeat what Captain Kerry Ginsmer uh, said. He said that they don't get tired, they don't need a break, and they work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So it's, again, an extra set of eyes for the police department in helping us, especially during this busy um, holiday shopping season. And those cameras, uh, uh, which are on a trailer or or portable so you can move them from different areas uh, depending on the crime trends or, or or the need in a particular area do they have blue lights blinking all they them do <laughs> and you may have seen them they uh, one was actually set up next to you guys over yeah. at the public library and so blue lights you can raise uh, the mast of the uh, uh, extended arm up and you got a overall view and actually the officers can control the movement of the camera where if they're looking at one angle, they can move it to look at a different angle. So it's just another uh, crime fighting tool that we have in our arsenal. You know, I'm wondering, the blue lights make it mm. real obvious. Mm. Stands out like a sore thumb. Right. And people don't want to do, uh, they don't want to do a crime around a camera watching them. Should we put blue lights blinking on boxes at our house or red lights and <laughs> stuff like that? Oh no, they've got surveillance cameras. You know, if, if, if we thought the bad guys would buy that, we'd probably find a way to purchase blue light bulbs and hand them out. <laughs> well, you've done a good job of parking police cars in front of the officers' homes. I've noticed that really slows people down. It does. It does. In some neighborhoods. Yeah. Uh, and then some, I think, maybe see it as a challenge, or they know that if the car is at home, the officers may be asleep, they hope. So. <laughs> 
so uh, you know but it's it's not a bad idea to, to make it appear as mm-hmm. if you have a lot of uh, cameras mm-hmm. uh, or, or even a sign on your house uh, so-and-so burglar alarm company protecting this home right and you know um, our businesses in Murfreesboro are very good to work with our, our patrol officers and our detectives if something happens close to a business they go and talk to the neighboring businesses and it's amazing how many of them have cameras on the outside of their buildings Mm -hmm. that don't just cover their property they get part of the street or the neighboring business property Um, so you know footage helps when we had some uh, cars stolen out off old fort parkway a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. the cameras at thornton's actually was one of the pieces of footage that really helped us because they parked at Thornton's and then walked over to the car lot. So Thornton's camera got footage that was useful for the detectives also. So, so you could clearly see not only what they came in, mm-hmm. but what they looked like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and as you see those posted, uh, do try to identify those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, which brings us to another issue. We've got about a minute left in the program, and that's Crime Stoppers, which uh, has changed a little bit but it's so much more effective these days tell us a little about that and how that can help businesses and individuals during this christmas season sure yeah um crime stoppers have kind of revamped itself rutherford county crime stoppers and so now we partner with uh p3 intel app so now um Basically, everybody can be a crime fighter. You can download this app. If you have a tip on a crime, you can just lip simply call up that app and send a message, and it will get to the appropriate detective, whether they're in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, Laverne, or Smyrna, so uh, or even Eagleville. So it's a really good tool to use, and so Murfreesboro Police is just you know just happy to be working with the Rutherford County Crime Stoppers Board, and uh, you know getting the word out so now you know typically when you offer a reward you know people tend to want to come forward and um, and things like that and know we're slowly running out of time I do want to make one clarification as we were talking about the number of officers currently we have 264 budgeted for 305 and that includes 17 in our current uh, recruit class at the Tennessee Law Enforcement Training Academy and we hired 20 additional ones uh, that will start the FTO program this month so 